Hi there, this is the Mental Remix Podcast, your go-to conversation on all things mental health, personal development, mindfulness, and art therapy. Music will be the healer and the filler during these conversations. This podcast seeks to target all the unique situations that we face as people of color every day. While we hope you'll enjoy listening to this podcast, it is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health practitioner. My name is Vicky, spelled V-E-E-Q-I. And I am Jackie Nkosi. Thank you for listening. And this is the 10th episode of the Mental Remix podcast. And today I am joined by Neo Masango, artist extraordinaire who has been doing great things all over the world. She's currently got part of an exhibition in Venice, correct? Right? Venice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know who Neo is, who is Neo and what is her work all about? So um, I am a visual artist. Uh, I do drawings. Um, sometimes I do illustrations. And recently, I've been doing a lot of painting, which I'm very, very excited about. And my work has been an evolution, really. I think it has been kind of uh, biographical, um, an evolution of the things that concern me and the things that... Um, I feel like we should have conversations about. And recently, my work has been just about uh, how we're perceived as black women in society right now. And I think this topic has been has been very close to my heart because of what has been happening through lockdown. You know, mm-hmm. um, the current body of work was created during lockdown, so so obviously that influenced um, a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is just. That's just what I'm doing right now. So just speak speak a bit more. I'd like you to speak a bit more on just how the current climate and everything that's been happening in lockdown, how it has affected your work. Um, is it is it focusing more on COVID or is it focusing more um, on, 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 on just everything else? Like there's been a rise in protests and protest action. Um, with regard to women, with regard to police violence, is it focusing on that? I don't know. I think the thing about lockdown for me is that it's made me very, very aware of what is happening around me and around the world. And I think it's because for the most part of it, I was um, isolated by myself. So the things that were my companion was my phone, uh, YouTube, (laughs) my phone, (laughs) you know, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it makes sense that the information that I was constantly exposed to was the news and the things that were happening around the world. And I guess it just made me extremely sensitive mm. to um, uh, how we are seen and the role that we play as black women in the world. And um, I guess through that kind of awareness and sensitivity, I was trying to create images that were, um, I don't want to say the word protest, but were counter that, you know? Mm. So, yeah, lockdown has made me, I, like, naturally, I'm just a super race aware person, but it has made me, yeah, it has heightened that extremely. <laughs> I can imagine. No, I, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, like, right now, um, with me, 
with the podcast. This is like my first episode since since like lockdown level five. Like I had one episode, yeah. and usually I would roll out one every month. But it, it was so hard. Yeah. I was overwhelmed. It has been very overwhelming. Um, yeah. To 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 just be able to find that balance and to create some sort of um, I don't know. For me, it's more of creating like a safe space for myself with with the podcast. But I was yeah. I was unable to do that. Uh, so I, I don't know yeah. how do, how do you get the energy to to create you know and 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 channel whatever feelings you were you were feeling at that point into your artwork because I'm sure you were sure. feeling quite drained at the same time you know. Yeah, but also like I'm the kind of person if I don't create, <laughs> I need to rest. <laughs> So I need to make some, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I've realized that about myself, even though my friends are always like, rest, 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 I realized my personality, okay, so um, I think it was just inevitable that I was going to make something and make stuff, I just didn't know what was going to come out of it, and uh, I feel like lockdown for me has been oh, a, a blessing, really, if I had to say that, like, it has made certain things make sense, certain things that I that I just needed like concrete definitions about like lockdown really made them make sense for me. And I think the one of the most important things was just about like how I identify myself with my work. Like I've been fighting this thing for so many years that um, uh, my work is. Uh, like a mirror of what is happening internally, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I I was fighting, I don't know why, but hey, I was fighting it for the longest time, and I, I think lockdown has helped me to embrace that part of myself, um, and I guess because of that kind of mentality, and when lockdown happened, I, I really chose to be positive about it and not let it drain me, so <clears throat> even though things were a little bit slower, I took it as a opportunity to challenge myself and to see um, what I could do differently and I don't know if you saw the things I was grading through about that yeah. I archived it wow <laughs> I don't think anyone should see them now but why was, no <laughs> no no <laughs> but I was experimenting a lot because I, I, I saw opportunity as an opportunity of experimentation because nothing was happening and I was like if not now when you know and this is the time for me to make mistakes and I think because I took that mentality during those three four months it has helped me fine-tune um the like what I want my work to be about and the kind of artist that I am and how I see uh, myself navigating in the in these spaces and in this um, industry, you know, so I don't know. Now lockdown energized me. I think it was a blessing from the Most High because it brought so much into focus. Like, like I'm so grateful for it. So grateful. I'm happy to hear that. Mm. I'm really happy to yeah. hear that. I, I would say like your work takes on this. It's got this undertone of of you know focusing on self love, and at the same time, it's mm. kind of like fighting this 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 narrative of strong black women and that's what I was mm. getting from it. Um why mm. did you choose that that kind of theme? Hmm. I guess it's 
it's a conversation I'm having with myself uh, at the moment, and also based on the things that I was exposed to during lockdown. Um, it was a very necessary conversation I had to have with myself because I also feel like I'm at a point in my life where uh, like I'm in a period of transformation, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> like where the child becomes an adult and when a person in, is at that fork road, you kind of question um, so many things about perception, you know? Mm, uh, that's true. And, and one of the key things about perception that was that I was extremely sensitive to was how we are perceived as black women and how we are like like the shields of of the world. You know, when you look at how um, when uh, issues are happening in this country, yeah. black women are at the forefront. In the states, black women are in the forefront. When you look at Namibia last week, black women are in the forefront. So that kind of perception was was very sensitive to, and I had to ask myself like, do I want to be um, in this journey of transformation, in my personal journey of transformation, do I want to carry that baton going mm. forward? And I just realized that, nah, bruh, this is too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I choose not to. No, thank you. you know? But what does that even mean? Yeah. You know? So I guess it's like a continual conversation that I'm having with myself. So, yeah. No, because I can understand that because it always seems like it's not a role that we we actively choose. It gets chosen for us. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, then, and it's crazy how that's the role that we're given. It's so crazy. crazy. Like, where does that come from, you know? So, yeah, I need to do a lot of reading because <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> Raises like it's a it's a very important question. I like that you're raising this conversation, you're starting this conversation because it's it's like as a as a as a young girl, you know, you you are taught to be the nurturer, you know, you help your mom prepare is mm. you know, little things like that. They'll never ask the boy child to do they'll ask the girl child yeah. come help, you know, prepare drinks, do this, do that, you know. And it's mm. like this is it, it starts from a young age. It starts from a young age. And it's good that we, we your art is raising that, that, that point. Mm-hmm. And why are we being put into this role? Mm, you know, oh, man, it's frustrating, especially, I think the thing that's frustrating the most about me is that I'm having these realizations now. I wish I, was, I had them when I was a kid so that I could just, not carry them, you know. Yeah. But I realize now that I didn't know. I didn't know any better, you know. And the people who were teaching these things also didn't know any better. They thought that teaching, I don't know, girls to come back at six and boys to come back at nine, you mm. know, was, was the best thing to do. But I don't know the things that they're actually conditioning in our minds and how toxic they can be, you know. And um, yeah, it's very interesting. So I guess I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't know what the right word is, but I'm just trying to like express those things visually, you know, as best yeah. as I can. Mm. That's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. I actually, um, so for, for the listeners, um, I, I met uh, Noah at the Vegas exhibition, which is happening at the MM Art House, and it was an all-female exhibition. It just ended recently. But it was just so beautiful to see, you know, the, 
the power that comes from all these women, you know, showcasing their work and how they, they're putting pieces of themselves within it. And I understand you, you co-curated that whole exhibition. Yeah. How, did, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, so I wanted to do a show, like, first of all, I only want to do, like, black female shows, because yeah. I would be like, <laughs> 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 and a friend of mine was telling me that, you know, like, you should just curate shows for black women. Mm. I'm just going to take him on that. Um, I wanted to do it beginning of uh, 2019, and then things just didn't happen, and then an opportunity came with Boosie, and then in house and I just took it and she liked the idea and she also you know helped me to make sure that it became what it became um, and honestly I don't feel like enough of those shows happen <laughs> like if it was by me every week would be going down <laughs> First is like different collection of like black female artists from around the country I feel like spaces like that if people were exposed to, exposed to spaces like that frequently I don't know, it would change perception or something, mm -hmm. you know. There's this magic in the room where there's a number of black artists, black female artists showing at the same time. You know, there's some kind of magic that is in there that I just can't I work like my finger on. I don't know what to call it, but it's there, you know. And I want to see more of it. Yeah, well, I can mm. totally get it because I, I felt, it felt like a sisterhood. I was there and I, I, I was mm. there with it one friend of mine, I didn't know anybody else in the place, but I felt familiar with everybody. It was like, yo, I can relate to this, mm. you know, we, we can relate mm. on so many levels. And I think yeah. more things like that are needed. Um, they definitely needed. Definitely. Do you definitely. feel, um, do you feel it, it's different that the, the black female artist experience is different um, to that of the black female <laughs> artist or? How? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you just want to go Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like in every single industry, when you're a woman, you know, what you will encounter is going to be different. Like, I feel like that's a given, especially in spaces that are very male-dominated. And the visual arts is very male-dominated, and the powers that be are very white also. So... Yeah. Oh, man, that dynamic is, is it's going to be there. It's going to be there. And um, I, what I like, though, recently is that female artists are empowering themselves with tools to not be victims of the system. You know? mm. And it's, it's something that is growing with, with a lot of vigor. And I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing it. Because, uh, man, the, the black women in this country, the work that they're producing is insane. And I feel like, you know, more people should see it. And the more we empower ourselves, man, we won't need to even be in the same room as some people, you know, because the talent speaks for itself. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that but the experience is different? It is. Do you think yeah. that has affected the way you also navigate the, the art space? I mean, you can you can navigate the space in two ways. Like you can you can have a victim mentality and be like, oh my god, you know, they're not giving us platforms, they're not giving us this, you know, if I submit they say no, 
um, like all of these exhibitions are, it's, it's just a gem. It's, it's like a, it's like a voice now. Like you could have that kind of mentality or yeah. you could have a different kind of mentality and be like, okay, sharp, we see what's happening, but like, what can we do about it? You know? And, um, you can, if you have the kind of mentality, you can not see the opportunities that you can be a part of. So, yeah, I, I guess it's just how you see it, how you enter the game, you know. And I'm choosing not to enter the game in a, in a victim kind of uh, mindset. I, I choose not to be like that because in Jay, that's not my personality. So I would rather do things about it. Like if I see that there are not enough shows, I'd rather do a show, you know. Um, if I see a problem here, I'd rather do something about it. Because what else can we do? <laughs> like, honestly, what else can be done other than that? You know? Sure. In terms of your transition from the you working, you're studying medicine firstly, and then you moved over into the arts. How did you get that right? <laughs> um, because it, it seemed like it, it went yeah. quite smoothly. Yo, I don't know. <laughs> I know like on the outside, it looks like a very smooth transition, but it was yeah. a lot of work because um, when I was involved, like I knew that I wanted to study art in matric, right? Mm. But because I was not paying for my studies, and my parents were, they were like, <laughs> you're not going to study that thing, <laughs> you know? So um, then I went to university, and then once I got to varsity, I told myself that I'm going to finish this degree, like, no mm. matter because um, my parents had sacrificed a lot for me to even get to varsity, so I was not even going to mess that up in any way, you know? Mm. And, I mean, the course was, it was a lot, so unfortunately, I didn't have the time to explore um, the arts, because that caused me <laughs> like yeah funny so um once i graduated um then i i told myself you know i've done this now let's let's go explore the world and see what is out there and um i worked in healthcare for a while and then the longer i worked in healthcare i just realized that nah, this is not for me like i'm trying but nah this is not for me so that's when the plan started to be in motion and um, I had sleepless nights because I was putting in eight hours in in my nine to five and eight hours in like the visual arts, you know, and I was doing that for a good three years until I made the leap. And even when I made the leap, I realized that physically sharp, I was out of the industry, but I needed to be mentally out of it as well. Like there's so many things that I needed to let go of. Um, man, like, for example, um, what can I say? Like, the mentality of just having, like, one paycheck at the end of the month. That was very hard to let go of, you know? But I realized that after, after I let that go, it opened me up to exploring opportunities of having different kinds of income at different times of the month. Like, it doesn't have to be on the 25th. They, I mean, even if it's not on the 25th every single month, it doesn't mean you're going to die. Like, like, there are other days in the month where you can get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. And because I was in that conditioning, I had to get that call, and that was hot, you know? And I also had to let go of this, um, just how I saw the world. Like, that had to change a lot. Yeah. 
um, given my upbringing, you know, and um, it was a it was a mental and a physical shift that I'm glad that I took. And it's amazing, like when you follow when you follow your instinct, it's amazing what can happen in your life. It's mm-hmm. really amazing. And I think my life is a testament to that. To me, I'm not even trying to be an example to other people. Like to me, it's really teaching me that I need to continuously listen to it because if I do, the great things literally, literally happen. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm glad to be alive. This is a beautiful thing. Life is a beautiful thing. Beautiful. That, that is beautiful. It's, yeah. it's like art has it, it it opened you up to a lot of things. It changed your outlook and on certain things as well. And I, I think you know sometimes people speak of art as, as a healing medium. You know, mm. in your own personal capacity, say you know it, it, mm. to an extent it does serve that purpose. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like I was so tense. <laughs> so tense for so long. You know? I'm being honest. Like I feel like as a teenager I was just tense. Like I was just wound up. And um I'm realizing that I think yeah, art has really, really it really like saved my life. I won't lie. Like it really saved my life because it has made me aware of what life is, you know, and being present in every single moment of life, you know. And um, are there are also other things that I'm doing um, that has also made me see that as well in other people, like, for example, the paint and that I've been doing recently. I mean, we've done how many? Like five so far. Mm. And usually the people who come to them are people who just want to have a good time, you know, people who uh, they, they don't paint, you know, they don't, that's not what they do. <laughs> and they just come to just have to experience something different, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, and usually when they start the session, because it, it, it's usually three hours, when they begin the session, they're a bit anxious. Yes, they're excited, but they're a bit mm-hmm. anxious because this mm-hmm. is not their territory. But it's amazing how at the end, you know, even that, even though that's not my intention, like at the end, they're just relaxed. <laughs> Like they are chilled, you know? <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but it just chills people out, you know. And um, I guess the fascinating thing is that it makes people aware of a different part of themselves that they are not normally exposed to, which is really fascinating to watch. And um, yeah, man, art is your art is really powerful. It's really powerful. I wish people understood how powerful it is because it's yeah it's really life-changing it's like a, a release like just letting go of everything i don't know yeah i guess release yes but i think when you're focused like that yeah. it also gives you a chance to sit inside your own mind you know for for some time you know and just to chill with your thoughts without yeah. anybody interrupting and just that session alone or that action alone, I think, is very beneficial. I think more people need to just sit down with their thoughts uh, for as long as possible, just to see what's going on in there and not distract themselves with TV or music or anything. Just mm-hmm. you know, and I think art can give you an opportunity to do that. No, because I I've, I've realized that you know sometimes people, you know, I think the trick is and uh, when people meditate, like sometimes they always 
they always um, dwell on let's empty the mind. But that's mm. the point. It's not like emptying the mind is the point of it. It means you need to focus on on stilling whatever is happening and quiet it down and just like sit with it. Like you say, sit with the thoughts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. And also mm. I've, I've never understood the thing of quieting, quietening your mind, mm. but I understand like for me, the analogy that works is like imagining if your mind is a room where you just take a chair and you sit down in the middle of the room and you just watch what's happening. You know, for me, that's, that's the meditation that works for me. So oh, yes. I'm seeing all the trash, things that are bothering me. You know, the songs that are just going around and around my head. I'm just seeing them all pass by, and then I I get a full understanding of like my mental health because I'm just observing everything without yeah. judging it. You know? And for me, for me, that that is the kind of meditation that I understand. And obviously, when you're focused on a task for a, like a relaxing task, not like Excel sheets. You know? Like if you're focused on a relaxing task for a period of time, that is also for sitting down and just observing what's happening in your mind mm-hmm. or being active, doing something else. And that is very beneficial, I think. And maybe that's why art can be a little bit healing. Yeah. No, I feel so. I, I get what you mean. I what you, mean. you know, I think it's it's one of those things, art is one of those things that gets overlooked quite often within yeah. society, within, you know, by the government. I mean, if you look at how they responded yeah. to, you know, COVID relief for artists, it was a bit <laughs> lacking in that department. So you were to in your personal opinion um if you were to now say we in a society that values art how would that look like for you what would the spaces the schools the workplaces mm-hmm. how would how would that ideal mm-hmm. scenario be like you know, first of all the world would be a little bit more colorful <laughs> <laughs> like where we live like the houses that we stay in they're just mm-hmm. not colorful i feel like the world would be a little bit more colorful the buildings that we occupy and work in and study in would be a little bit more interesting to look at like the world would be an interesting visual jungle you know and not just um, a block of buildings you know so i think if our environment was a little bit more intriguing it would stimulate something in the people that live in it you know like you've seen in these crazy cities that like Roma Dubai, places like Japan, you know, because mm-hmm. these people are always exposed to an environment that is hella interesting. Like you can see, Roman, it plays a, an influence in it's different. In how these people yeah, in how these people live, you know. Mm. So firstly, like the environment would be completely different. And uh, I don't know, I, you know, this is a this is a difficult one, but I think I'd I'd want uh, a world where where adults are a little bit more comfortable than kids. Um, uh, I feel like if if adults were just a little bit more relaxed, <laughs> uh, the world would be a bit of a 
much more interesting place. Yeah. And I think because because adults are tense, that's why we have these rectangular blocks everywhere that we call buildings. You know, I feel like if they were a little bit more free and more, you know, more playful, you know, the things that they would create would be a little bit more playful as well. And that would also translate to how they treat their children if um, children are um, interested in different things then that would be encouraged without fear you know and um i think yeah i think environment one and then two just adults just being a little less little less rigid mm-hmm. and then three like letting kids be man just letting kids be um you know yeah i think if that happens i think that will speak to our government that will speak to the kind of laws that we have that will speak to where man goes you know, that'll speak to how school systems, that'll speak to so many things. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel you. Uh, I feel you. Do you feel now you've got a certain level of a, a social responsibility now? Because I feel you've got, you've got such a, a streak of, you know, let's empower the female. Let's, let's, do you feel now compelled to to do that, to show that more often in your work, or is it just going to still be more of you just expressing yourself, or you, you want to be actively an activist? Well, I think I honestly think because naturally, okay, not naturally, it took some work, but because I'm a confident person, the way I express myself is going to have a ton of confidence in it, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, Obviously, I want other people to be confident as well because I know how it feels like not to be confident. So if I see somebody who's not confident or even the people who, who are really my friends, like if I can tell already this person is not being very confident, I do and tell them, you know, words of affirmation that, brah, you're doing well, like chill, you know, you're great with what you do. And um, that's just my love language, just like expressing that, you know. And um, if it comes across as me trying to be like an actor. I don't, I don't know if that's my role yet. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in three years I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is what I do. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But one thing that I know at this current moment in my life is that um, because of just the person that I am, it's, it makes sense that the words that I speak are all the work that I create are kind of works of affirmation, trying to affirm those around me um, to tap into that that goodness that is within them, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to put a label on it. Yet. Um, There's no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, it, it's been it's been absolutely great. It's been it's been wonderful speaking to you now. Um, I can't wait to see what you've got in store for us the rest of the year, yeah. next year. Like I'm, I'm quite excited yeah. to see what you have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you know once I have stuff. <laughs> I could have a few things in the works, but I mean, as a creative, sometimes you just feel a little sensitive about the things that you make, you know. So, but yeah, I'm making a couple of things. I think before the end of the year, like I will be showing them in the public spaces but not now okay no no it's it's you, you said that your friends your friends need to rest it's like rest rest but it's rest <laughs> 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 
yeah, we'll rest soon. Soon we'll rest. But the other people are like, if you rest, you rest. So I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's a tough okay. one. <laughs> No, thank you so much for your time now. It's been wonderful. No problem. Thank you for having me. Beautiful as she walks in the room. Sweet honey, love, how divine are you? Daughter of a shoe, we all feel. Damn, it feels good to be a woman. All the different phases on my assets. To all my sisters, you should know you're worthy. Shining so divine, and that is who you are. I carry, carry the world on my back. On my back. Although I might be shy, I bet it on my worth. On my worth. All the finer things are buried deep inside.